Wake up, fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on, you fuckers. Let's wake up together for fucking once. It's the come up. We're Trinity Infinity. It's Wake and Bake Wednesday. Let's fucking do it. dark fantasy episode <laughs> <laughs> the one after that is called sax magic <laughs> i'm sorry now i have to now i think we out. need a song called sax magic where we mm. uh, bring in the sax mayor's not a big fan of the sax oh man do not air my laundry out no it's not i'm a, yeah i mean look it, it, when it's not used right i don't tell mayor's not a big fan you know i'm not sure that's a saxophone this thing bullshits you. It's a total bullshit or plinky. Um, I used, you know, it's so funny about it though. Is like I used to love horns and like I used to love going like I, that's most of the jazz shit. Well, not most of them, but a lot of the jazz shows. I was just saxophone players I loved here and tr- a couple of trumpet players that went to my high school that I loved. And I used to love it, and um, I just I've just gotten more into like orchestrating my own stuff and composition. Because I sent you guys when I first started dating you a song that was all horns and just voice. Yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that one. So it's not like I've always had an aversion to it. I get them, and I get why you use them and why they're good in certain text painting scenarios. I think I've just found that like maybe for whatever sound I'm trying to curate, it's not like the most conducive sometimes. I think my voice is abrasive enough, you know? And the horn essentially too is just like such an extension too of voice. It's breath work. Well, breath work in an intense Ghost way. going to be a ska band whether you like it or not. <laughs> We're going to have horn players. We're going to have all the instruments, you know? No discriminating. We'll have slide guitars, mm. xylophone, theremin. Let's wake and bake. I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to get into this day and we, um, we have this sativa weed and I want to get my day started right. You're trying to start the day but all you can think about is the bong. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <sighs> just got to um, honor it. Damn. That yeah, was we've, a silky, milky hit. We've been mainly smoking indicas for a year, and we're like, all right, we need to get some <laughs> sativa play in this world. <laughs> you're a little more limited when you're in New York, you know? So I haven't done anything for a year. The, the, the sativa <laughs> makes me feel, like, less high, you know what I mean? It's just, it's more just like, oh, okay, cool, like, uh, on with on with the show. You know, or the, the indica is a little bit more it's like. It's more creative, oh. too. Yeah, it is. More functional. It's yeah, more like conducive. It, gets my, it makes me want to do stuff. Mm. It makes me want to talk about creative things and think about creative things. And yeah, I I almost, like, I texted somebody yesterday. I was like, it feels like they're a different drug now that I've had it back in my life. Yeah, God, right. They affect me so differently. Um, so, yeah, very thankful to have spent all my money on the. <laughs> On some some rapper weed, that's what they call it here in New York. That's what they call it. It's good. I love it. I love the fancy weed. Yeah, we've come a long way (laughs) since uh, water bottle bongs and oh man, you know, having to wait two hours in the parking lot for your weed dealer and stuff. God, in Texas, it was so hard. Oh my god! And you because you were just at the whim, you know. You did. It's Mm. not like all the competition you have here where there are whim, you know? Yeah. Trying to Mm -hmm. give you the right price and rush around to meet you. It's like, no, you're like waiting in some fucking Bodank parking lot in some mall for... Like a jackass. Like a jackass. That's what we're going to be talking about 
us being in New Yorkers when California has had legal weed for how long now? Yeah. And we're the fucking fools who are just sitting around here being <laughs> like... Waiting in a CVS parking lot for two hours <laughs> to get a fucking eighth. <laughs> no, we always... Uh, yeah, the delivery people. It seems like that guy that came to my house last was kind of in a bad mood. And whenever I have delivery <laughs> people over, what? I'm just being honest. That's great. I, I always try and make... like I'm like, I'm going to be their best customer today. Like, I'm going to make them laugh or whatever it is. Like, I just want them to have a good, a good experience when they come over, you know? But he was such a hard nut to crack. He didn't <laughs> laugh at any of my jokes. And, like, oh, he, was, he just... I knew he was just, like, doing, you know, in, in some world of his own. And I tried to not take it personally. But How um, in that guy's mind was he not slowing down and realizing like this is a good situation <laughs> i'm in a beautiful woman's apartment i've got a beautiful dog running around you know she's trying to make me laugh let me just fucking show up you don't know november was probably yeah, november he was very him. novembering today yeah he's, he's, he, he was blind he yeah, he's, yeah he had the horse blinders of the negative november on. we used to i feel like have almost the exact opposite problem with delivery services, which is why we were like, we have to get out of this. We have to just start buying in bulk because like, yeah. I can't deal with these people. They're like, Oh cool. I'm over at Sean and Cass's. This will be where I take my 45 minute break right yeah. now. It's a comfortable place. They're giving me water. Yeah. They're talking to me and I'm like, dude, get it. I don't even know your name, man. Like, no, <laughs> it's know. changed. It's because everything is so like, there's so many delivery services now. I think it's very like, People want to get in and out. And then I know a couple of delivery people, which you make really good money doing that really? here. Really good money. Um, in tips or how are they making their money? No, like they get like $400 just for doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess some people do tip them or whatever. Mm. But I think a lot of times it's like uncomfortable and especially in the like highly psychic climate we're now in because um, a lot of them will talk about how uncomfortable it can be and you usually do just want to get out of there as fast as you can. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, but oh, I, yeah. Could, if you use companies too and not just necessarily yeah. like weed dealer delivery people because I think that's obviously like the Pineapple Express cliche hilarious like your weed dealer always wants to be friends with you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> but no, these people, they are. Um, One of our best yeah. friends is uh, was our weed dealer started off as our weed dealer and now he's a very famous photographer yeah and you know how we found him because we didn't want to deal with these people anymore so i just put out a note on twitter i was like i need a reliable weed dealer and someone dm'd me right away like here's your guy yeah and at this point he's been one of our oldest friends in the city so yeah yeah totally yeah Uh, yeah no with your dealer being in a bad mood or the guy who was delivering it's just like it's so um you don't know the situation. And I think that's what we like are coming to understand in life and how we relate to each other is that like, if you were in his situation, you think, oh, if I was delivering, I'd be in a good mood. But the thing oh. is, we, I'm not saying you think that, <laughs> but like generally you can yeah, get to that yeah. th- that situation yeah, where you're yeah. like, oh, I mean, if I was, because I've been reading the uh, the Eisenstein book that we're doing for book club, which the meeting is next weekend. Um, and he talks a lot about um, situationalism versus disposition and a lot of things that are situational we attribute to disposi- disposition like oh if I was a CEO I would pay my workers more or if I was like this I'd be in a better mood or I'd be more generous in this way and and the truth is we are so interconnected and this life does follow certain rules that while you can think yourself better than someone else you necessarily if you had their life and had gone through all their experiences you'd probably be doing the exact same things that they're doing you Mm. know and I think it's an important thing to keep in mind how interconnected we all are and it's like been a good that reminder because that's something I know is true but to like is a release of judgments because it's so easy to be like oh well I know better I wouldn't 
excessively consume heroin if I were yeah. them. Or, <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Totally. Yeah, I think you're uh, 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 it sounds like what this guy's doing and so like what we're always trying to do with all of our art is like mapping compassion and yeah. figuring out just new tools you could put in your tool belt for that. And I always try to apply it to, you know, the, the most extreme thing in our society is that we fucking imprison people in mass. And, you know, yeah. people always want justice and they want they want harsh, you know, th this and that doing the work of the carceral state. But. I always just tell people, it's like, you might not think you're an abolitionist until you start thinking about the world as if that was you or your brother or sister, even if they've done the most heinous thing possible, you know? Think about how you'd want your brother or sister treated in that situation or, or yourself. Yeah, we're you know? understanding that there's like kind of a explanation and we do this so well for like white men in our society. Where we do it for rich people. Rich people, but right. like, yeah, <laughs> rich, rich white men specifically or young men will be like, Oh, well, he has affluenza or he didn't know any better. Boys he, being boys. Boys being boys. You know, we do. And it's like, for me, I've always been like, we shouldn't be more harsh on those people. We should be more compassionate on everyone else. Like that's, mm -hmm. we should have that sort of human, humanism, but expand it more, not less, you know? Yeah. Uh, and another note from this, because I do like talking about it a little bit is one of the, he talks about a study they did um, called the good Samaritan study kind of thing, or do you know about this? I feel yeah. like I've heard of this. He was yeah. behind that. No, no, no. He didn't okay. do it, but he references it where basically they had taken these um, people who are, you know, in the, okay, I'm going to butcher the words, okay. but they are people who care about people. You know, they were in clergy or something like that or studying to be missionary or clergy or something. I'm, yeah. yeah, something of studying in that department yeah. of social workers, religion. <laughs> okay. Basically, it okay. was a situation where they had people where they were like, okay, we're going to have you give a, a, a speech on the Good Samaritan, a presentation on the Good Samaritan story. Yeah. Which is the story of, um, you know, how the priest walks by and whoever walks by and the ultimately the person who helped someone was the Samaritan. Yeah. And so they do this thing with these guys um, who were w studying religion. And, yeah. Uh, where they had, they told uh 30 percent of them or 33 percent of them like hey you're late for your presentation like you have to get to your presentation you're already late like go and they have to go across campus and give this presentation and they're like you're already late like get over there and then they tell another uh, percentage of them like hey you're you have a few minutes but you're go you're gonna be late if you don't leave now like you know being like okay get over there but you have a few minutes and then the last people, they're like, oh, you should get over there, but, you know, you have plenty of time, so take your time over there. And the percentage of people <coughs> who helped a person that they had put in the stairwell who's, like, moaning for help and, like, you know, they, like, yeah. sit up a scenario yeah. where someone's moaning for help and, like, in a doorway of, like, where they're going to give this presentation on campus. Yeah. And it was only 10% of the people who were thought that they were already late helped the the guy but 60 percent of the people who thought they had time helped the guy so holy it's, shit so a lot are you serious yeah i wish i didn't butcher this you didn't so butcher no you didn't it was good okay. it was great yeah um, very clear but it's basically yeah this that 
situational like they should have said it was right. when the good samaritan story is like the story of good samaritan who had some time on his hands right. you know and it's like how we help people and when we help people and what makes someone a good person is like yeah. there's so many things that we're running through our program that determine whether or not we think we're in a position to help someone right. or what is the most helpful thing in each time right yeah and a lot of times people's want to be a good samaritan can make them a bad samaritan you know what I mean? Like when, when, when people are hurt and stuff, you know, and, um, like people want to get close and crowd around and like a lot of times that just makes it yeah. worse. You know what I mean? Mm. We can get like our wires crossed about what to do in oh situations Oh my God. Too. I've seen it a million times. <laughs> like, with, with, I mean, I've seen my sister Caitlin have seizures everywhere in the fucking, you can imagine in every yeah. situation and the, the, the things people either do or don't do are very telling. Right. right. Because, yeah, because sometimes you're like, you're like, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And mm. like, what am I going to do? If somebody's yeah. having a seizure in public with me. You know what I mean? It's like, I should probably give them space. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, what am I, you know? Yeah. But this then, study <laughs> fascinates me though. Yeah. This, this really fascinates me because it, 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 it proves something that I'm always trying to tell people, but it's like, there's nothing to back it up. It's like, there's nothing wrong with us. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the onus of all society's problems get put on us, the individual. And they, they do it in so many fucking disgusting nefarious ways yeah you know you're using too much water there's a drought there you're using too much water you know like just, just little things that, like oh um you know uh unemployment's high uh you know the, the the immigrants are taking your jobs like just all this stuff that that the, the the ways of dividing us but there's nothing wrong with us we're just beholden to a system that doesn't allow us the time to bring our humanity online right mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah I think that's what that proves to me. Yeah. Totally. Something that, that's like kind that's of good. like been a sneaking suspicion. And in the reason I can go towards in these films, like far out fringy, like people that are on the wrong side of the tracks type characters and find humanity there and find something anyone can relate with there is because yes. it's there. It's just lying dormant in all of us. Right. We're so fucking busy. Right. Trying to pay for our existence. Right. That we can't look out for each other in any way. Right. You know, even if it's an extreme thing where someone's right. screaming in a door, you know, in a stairwell, like w we have to ignore them to, to get on with the thing. Mm -hmm. We just don't have the time to, there's nothing wrong with us. Yeah. We just don't have the time. Yeah. It's definitely increases your compassion for everyone and yourself. And it's kind of, we, you know, bringing in more integrity into our life is just something that we all have to figure out for ourselves, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting study and an interesting, um, not surprising results at all. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people they did it with too. Man, that, that's I hope one a of lot. Those. Cause there's gotta be so much difference too, just in the personality type and would you help no matter what, mm. well, no matter what the scenario. Yeah. Like the 10% who helps no matter what we should get into the psychology of them versus how they were raised based on, yeah. based on, you know, or what right. they went through in life experience. Oh, right. They had a dad who was homeless at some point right. and, you know, they have a like built in compassion for right. that struggle or right. they slept in their car for three years yeah. or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Inevitably, I'm, that's that's the case. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's, it's the same gift that astrology has given me is like uh, understanding that we are the way we are for reasons right. that we can't fully comprehend because we yeah. can't absorb all the data available right. to us. And we don't even have access to all the data available that is right. out there. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. 
Yeah, there used to be a show, it's probably still on, called What Would You Do? Where they would put film people with hidden cameras in these situations. Yeah. The show is fucked about up. I was trying to, th- because they had like a couple shows like that, it felt like in the uh, 90s, yeah. Yeah. where they were trying to like catch people and stuff, because there was like a cheating one too, oh, that was specific. My, do you remember cheaters. that one? Cheaters. Okay. That one might have been fake. The, the okay. what would you do thing was real, but it was just like fucked up because the thing that they didn't do is exactly what Cass is describing. It's like the the person that did the fucked up thing, instead of exposing them on national television, why don't we talk to them and, and find out um, why they ignored that, that kid who was, uh, you know, getting pulled into a van. Yeah. Fake, yeah. You know, or, yeah. or, or talk to the person about that, that helped them is like, what led you there? That kind of thing. That's what that show ignored. It was just like, look at all these fucking assholes out here. Look how much we can do people. But very revealing situations for sure. Well, isn't even hearing that story now a data point so that if you walk, you don't want to step over someone in a hallway because you're like, what is time? Do I have time? I'm, I'm giving a, a presentation on the Good Samaritan thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, maybe this is the, the test. Like when the king was like, bring me, I giving you all seeds and bring me the most beautiful flower. And whoever grows the most beautiful flower is, uh, will be my next um, you know, confidant and the rule, the next ruler of this land. And basically he gave everyone dead seeds and everyone came with all these like beautiful flowers to present to him. And one person came and was like, I'm sorry, I did everything I could to try to grow this flower and I couldn't do it. And he was the next ruler of the, Ooh. or next confidant. Damn. That's integrity. Yeah. Cool. Little honesty. <laughs> try a little honesty every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can't hide. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide. Not in this lifetime. (laughs) That's a good message to leave on. You can run, but you can't motherfucking hide, babies. (laughs) Right, Mowgli? Cool. We'll see you tomorrow, y'all. See you tomorrow. Peace.